Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Grand Junction, actually in Palisade, right outside of Grand Junction. We are here enjoying the 25th annual Colorado Wine Fest, and this is just an amazing area. Yeah, we're having a great time here. I don't know if you can hear music in the background. You can hear people eating, people walking around, tasting different wines. There's 50 wineries here. And we've done 49 thus well, far. <laughs> we've tried to hit everyone. Not just wineries, people that make cider. And this is an area where they do a lot of pitted fruits like peaches and cherries so there's all sorts of peach and cherry sorts of beverages to go after just a great way to spend a day is to come here and hang out and try different wines get some great food and just enjoy the beautiful fall weather here in the grand valley and learn about wines too there's also seminars all day long there's lots of things to do here we'll go over that in just a little bit we have a big show coming up for you today yeah and just to let you know we also this grand valley grand junction palisade area fruta area is also home to colorado national monument grand mesa and it's a wonderful area to come to besides the wine. So check it out. We did a companion episode talking about other things to do here in the Grand Valley besides the wine. But today is all about the wine with the Wine Fest. We're going to be interviewing Wine Fest director Cassidy Scholl. We're going to be talking with Mr. Lynn Myron from the Grand Junction Convention and Visitors Bureau. Then we've got an interview with a couple of the winemakers themselves. We've got Glenn Foster from Meadery of the Rockies, and we'll be speaking with Lynn Wilson from Grand River Vineyards. Now, what's mead? We're going to talk about that later because we actually sort I knew what it was, but it was really interesting learning all about it. But of course, as Jeff said, that we have a big show for you today all about the Wine Fest. When we come back, we're going to do hot topics in travel. Make sure that you check us out on our website, travelbrigade.com, Travel Brigade at Twitter, and we will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Grid, your weekly travel and destination show. Again, we are here in Grand Junction, right outside Grand Junction in Palisade, where we have the annual wine fest here in Colorado. It's absolute blast. We've been having fun. And again, joking that we've been to 49 of the 50 wineries. But we decided to tell the truth. We decided to record this before we had hit all the wineries. Although we have a great day. There's a couple of really fun seminars that are going on, how to order wine, a couple of them about, you know, learning how to have your wine palate. And of course, what are the big activities Jeff and I are doing? Yes, we're looking for the pictures. What are we going to do, Jeff? We're going to stomp some grapes. Yes, I'm going to have my I Love Lucy moment here, hopefully ruining my clothes and uh, having a lot of fun with the grapes. Are we going to drink that afterwards? I, I thought that was one of the conditions was I didn't have to drink it. Oh, yeah, that could. I know where those feet have been. So, yeah, here we go. And we've got uh, Hot Tacos in Travel. What do you have today? This is at newsok.com, and it's about something we both know something about, traveling with your spouse. Yeah. It's uh, 10 good things about traveling with your spouse. Go check it out. We'll post a link to the article at Travel Brigade on our hot sheet for today's show. Or go to newsok.com and search Travel with Spouse. You'll come up with it. And a lot of them were pretty, you know, common sense. It gives you time to be alone together and all of that. But one that really kind of stood out to me that I think is really great about travel is it throws you out of your comfort zone. I thought you were going to say I just have to show up. (laughs) Well, on my end, yes, I just have to show up. And that's what's great about traveling with you as a spouse 
because you plan everything, but no, it's that it, it throws you out of your comfort zone a little bit, and you sort of learn to figure things out together. You sort of get out of your usual routines and bill paying, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought that was a really good point that that's one of the great things about traveling together does. Yep, check that out. Uh, we've got a big show today. Yeah, coming up, we've got an interview with Cassidy Schultz. She's the director of this uh, Colorado Mountain Wine Fest. And then we're going to be speaking with Mr. Lynn Myron from the Grand Junction Convention and Visitors Bureau. So now you're going to learn what to do at Wine Fest today. You're also going to learn about the logistics, about how far you have to plan ahead, how far you have to get tickets, whether or not you want to do VIP or general admission. And Jeff and I are here to tell you, VIP is the way to do it. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But there's a lot up on today's shows. Make sure that you check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We're going to have a hot sheet for all the things we talked about and maybe even some of our favorite wineries. We could pop up there as well from today. And so check that out. And you can also tweet us at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We haven't started drinking wine yet, but it is 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's not far off, but we are here in Palisade. We're in the greater Grand Junction area, and we are here all for Wine Fest this weekend. Yeah, this is a little bit like Christmas Eve right now. Wine Fest is tomorrow, and today we're going to go around and check out some wineries and see who we want to try tomorrow. Here to tell us more about the Wine Fest is the Executive Director of the Colorado Mountain Wine Fest. It's Cassidy Scholl. And Cassidy, tell us how many wineries will be there tomorrow. We have over 50 Colorado wineries pouring unlimited samples at our 25th anniversary Colorado Mountain Wine Fest presented by Alpine Bank. We're really, really excited. We're looking forward to a beautiful day in the park. We're expecting 80-degree weather, which is really exciting for our 25th anniversary. And, yeah, like I said, over 50 Colorado wineries pouring unlimited wine, so beautiful weather. Now, although the actual festival starts tomorrow, there's a whole bunch of activities that start last night right? Last night, today, we're going to some activities tonight. Tell us a little bit about some of those pre and post things that people can do. Yeah, so our first um, event kicked off yesterday on Thursday. We started off the week with Wine, Dine, and Paint at the Palette. Um, I got to attend that event last night, which was really fun. It takes place at a fun little business down in downtown Grand Junction, and we do canvas painting, food, and wine, and it's led by our 2016 commemorative poster artist, Sandy King. Great. And then I also saw some particular like tours that were sold out already and things like that. What are some of the other activities? I know tonight we're going to a tasting as well. Yes. Yeah, so um, today on Friday, we have three wine country bus tours going simultaneously throughout the Grand Valley and up into uh, the North Fork area. Um, and then tonight, we also have a chocolate and wine tasting event. This afternoon, we have a cider luncheon. And um, and then into Sunday, we have a intro to grape growing seminar and our uh, end of the season farm market in Palisade. Now, I'm just asking for a friend. Some people might be more uh, fans of wine than experts of wine. If you're, if you're a first-timer here, give me the my friend, kind of the inside scoop on what would be the best way to approach this and learn more about wines. Yeah, so um, the big thing we like to do at WineFest is make wine really fun and accessible. If you don't know a lot about wine or you're just learning about wine, we don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. It's 
supposed to be really fun in the parks and um, we don't want it to be snobby at all or anything like that. So we've come up with a lot of really fun seminars that are all free to attend once you're in the park on Saturday. They're all interactive. You get to drink wine while you're attending them, which is always fun. And they all take place. They start off at 11 o'clock. The one that one of my, my personal favorite is the wine aroma wheel, which we have about 50 wine glasses full of stuff like fresh cut grass, bell pepper, grapefruit, any like mushrooms, <laughs> weird things, anything you could possibly find as a note in a glass of wine. We have that physical property um, cut up in a wine glass. So you can go around and taste a glass of wine and then actually smell that physical property and try and kind of hone in um, as you're tasting through that wine. So that goes- It sounds like a game show. <laughs> yeah, but it's really fun and um, just a new way to experience wine in an interactive way. And so that goes on in the morning um, on Saturday. And then we also have um, how to order wine like a pro. One of the questions we get asked in the office throughout the year is, I feel really silly when I go to a wine, when I go to a restaurant and they hand me the wine list and I ask for the second cheapest wine on the wine list. Um, so we have um, one of our really good friends, Max Ariza, leading that seminar, How to Order Wine Like a Pro, that'll go through AVAs and terroir and all the varietals and what to look for when you're looking at that wine list to just be a little more experienced and knowledgeable. Now tell us a little bit about the tickets to Wine Fest. Like what do they cover? So we've got two different levels of tickets. Is that correct? Yes. So on Saturday for the Festival in the Park, we have technically three. We have a non-drinker ticket if you're a designated driver. Everybody still has to be 21. Um, we do have non-drinker tickets available. They're $25. We have general admission tickets. I think I have 90 left, which is crazy. Um, So we don't expect to have any available at the gate. And those are $50 and they include a wine glass, uh, wine fest wine tote and entrance into the park with unlimited sips of wine and then we have VIP tickets which are 190 those sold out in June those give you access into our VIP tent and um, unlimited sips of our award-winning wine that we've pulled especially for our VIP guests and all sorts of extra goodies that come along with the VIP tent you also gain access into the general admission part of the park as well so perfect and then I heard I don't know if this is true that I can relive my I love Lucy moment and stomp some grapes today Yes. Excuse me, tomorrow. (laughs) I want to do it before everybody else. I want to be the first foot in. (laughs) Yes. So we, um, one of the really fun parts about Wine Fest, and I think we're one of the few festivals in Colorado that does this, um, we have a really awesome great stump that takes place from noon to two uh, in the park, and we work with Talbot Cider uh, and Talbot's Grape Company over here in Palisade. They donate over 1,200 pounds of grapes every year for all of the attendees to stomp grapes and relive their little I Love Lucy moment, which makes for amazing photos and a really fun time. And then we also give you guys a little cleaning station so you don't have to walk around with sticky feet all day. And we don't have to drink what we stomp, right? No, 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 no. It's all just in good fun. (laughs) They're not going to go back and bottle it. (laughs) No. Now tell us a little bit about, I noticed um, when I'm looking at the list that quite a few of the flags are noted as wineries that have produce or grapes from the region or how that how, tell us a little bit about how that works yeah so we have a little um we put these little colorado flags on some of the wineries listed that are coming to the park on saturday um if they have a colorado flag next to them and then they'll also have this little banner next to their booth physically in the park that denotes that they've brought all of the wine that they brought with them at wine fest is 75 percent or more colorado grapes That doesn't necessarily mean that the other wineries participating don't have any wine like that. They just, all of the wine they brought that day 
is all made from uh, 75% or more Colorado grapes. So um, that's just something CAVE does, which is the nonprofit I work for, Colorado Association for Viticulture and Enology. Just a little nod to the growers and all of our viticulturists here in the state of Colorado that uh, makes the Colorado wine world go round. Now we know here in Palisade there's quite a few wineries, but where are the vineyards? Like where are they all coming from to, to participate? So um, 85% of the grapes grown in the state of Colorado are grown right here in Palisade in the Western Slope. And we have over 140 wineries in the state of Colorado. And about, like I said, over 50 of them will be attending Wine Fest this year. Is there something particularly notable about Colorado wines that you would point out? I know here in Palisade, we've got a lot of people doing things with peaches and cherries and the stone fruits, but anything in particular about Colorado wines that stands out? Um, I always suggest Drinking what you like. Um, I personally think Colorado wineries are doing, and the growers are doing a phenomenal job with um, Cab Franc. If you like red wine, um, we do a great job growing and making and producing Riesling and Gewurztraminer, and that's sometimes a difficult word for folks to say. So a lot of I hear a lot of folks say the G wine. I want the G wine. <laughs> The, the Riesling-ish kind yeah. of wine, yeah. <laughs> exactly, in the Gewurz wine. And those are all cold, hardy grapes. And like I said, our winemakers are just doing a phenomenal job working with those grapes and making a great product. I think last time we were out, we actually even had a port, which I was kind of surprised you had here. Yes, um, Greystone Winery will be attending Wine Fest, and Mesa Park Vineyards is coming out with a great port or a sweet wine, their Fins, and a lot of them are just really raking in the awards, and you guys will taste them in the VIP tent tomorrow. Perfect. Tell us a little bit where people can buy tickets, find out the itinerary for Wine Fest, all that information that they need to attend. So all of the scheduling, um, the ticketing information, we'll throw updates for next year as well, since we're selling out of everything so quickly, um, is all at coloradowinefest.com. And then for the up-to-date information, and if you have questions or anything, everything goes to my phone because I'm crazy like that, uh, you can find it on our Facebook page, which is just Colorado Mountain Wine Fest. Thank you so much. And, of course, we will have this information on our hot sheet for today's show. And you can check that out at our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Facebook. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here celebrating Wine Fest here in the Grand Junction area. And, of course, we have been walking around getting lots of ideas of things to do, but there's always experts on hand that can help us out. Yeah, we're here with Mr. Lynn Myron. She's with the Grand Junction Convention and Visitors Bureau. Tell us, how is this town, this Grand Valley, transformed during Wine Fest? This is the biggest weekend for us in the entire Grand Valley is Wine Fest. So plan ahead. That's why I say that. But it is well worth, if you need a reason to visit, we are the grape-growing hub for the state of Colorado. And so we are celebrating the harvest with this wonderful festival the third weekend of September every year. And for people that are coming, we've had an interview with the people that are doing Wine Fest. But logistically, what do people need to do about getting tickets, booking hotels? What types of things do they need to do? Well, know that they do sell out for the Colorado Wine Fest. 
So book your tickets ahead, especially if you want the VIP tickets, which I highly recommend because you're going to get some amazing food, some amazing people to talk to in the tent, and you're going to have pairings. It's well worth the extra for the VIP. Book your hotel and figure out how to do the shuttle with the VIP ticket. The shuttle's included. And just know where you want to go, do some research online, and you'll make a great weekend out of it. Now, we also noticed that there's, you know, a lot of different things going on. The Wine Fest actually is a several-day event. But if you want to go to the wineries, maybe outside of Wine Fest, there's a lot of different options to do that. Biking, we've heard you can take a limo or take a horse carriage. Tell, tell us how that all works. Well, they're all self-guided tours, and one of my favorites is to bike them. You get a map, you start out. We have several bike shops in the area you can rent your bikes from. There's a great one right in downtown Palisade, and you start from there. You can do several, and he has an electric bike if you want to be ambitious and you want to go up on East Orchard Mesa and do a longer route, or you just want to ride maybe his cruiser bike, and it has a bell, and you can just have a basket. You're going to the different wineries and the different fruit stands, and you're going to get some, some produce, maybe some peaches along the way as well because we're so known for our peaches. You can also do motorcycles. You can do the horse-drawn carriage. Now, that's not self-guided, obviously. You will have a driver with that, um, as well as with the limo services that we have here. So really, you can make it anything you want, or you can just drive your car. Tell us about some of the ways outside of WineFest that people can come experience the wineries. We are a year-round destination. Not all of the wineries are open year-round. Typically, it does isolate to about April through October, but Several of them are open year-round. We now have 24 tasting rooms. Almost exclusively are free or very minimal charges to taste, and often the tasting will apply to the purchase of a bottle as well. So it's a very affordable wine region if you're looking at all the different wine regions in the United States. Excellent. Now tell us where people can maybe get information about the Wine Fest, also get information about visiting here, planning their trips. Where would they go? We have a great website for all of that. It's called visitgrandjunction.com, and you will find everything that you need to know to visit here on there. Great. We're going to post a link on our hot sheet for today's show. You can find that at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We're here in Palisade. Colorado, which is right near Grand Junction in the greater Grand Junction area. We're here at the annual Wine Fest having an amazing time, and we were just kind of touching about all the things you can do at Wine Fest, and we just wanted to kind of jump in maybe a few how-tos with the Wine Fest. First of all, there's several different kinds of tickets that you can get. We've got a general ticket, which I think those run around $50 for the tickets. Yeah, Cassidy reviewed all of those. There's a designated driver ticket, the general ticket, and then there's the VIP experience. And having had the VIP experience, I would really recommend that, although I would gladly come back on any of the tickets, really. Yeah, it's a a fun thing, but if you are at all interested in VIP, they sell out very early. I think Cassidy told us this year they sold out in the summer, early summer in June. Nice thing about VIP, just a little bit different one, you get a nicer swag bag, you get a crystal glass instead of a regular glass for your wine tasting. You also don't have to worry about carrying in your chairs because they have a nice big tent with chairs, tables, catered food, all sorts of really nice things, lots of water. Of course, you're going to be wanting to do that 
that. And plan early. You're going to want to get here early. We got here about 20 minutes early today, and there was a huge line to get in, except for if you're a VIP, there was 20 people. So depending on what you want to do for the day, those are options. Now, one of the questions that we, you know, have been coming up with is a lot of people are here doing the wine fest, but this isn't the only time that you can come here and check out the wineries. Yeah, there are about 20 wineries here in this valley. When we came a few years ago, one thing that we found really fun was a lot of them, you can walk in, and there was one where we walked in, and I remembered it was at Whitewater. The woman who makes the wine had actually just come in and picked some grapes. It was just bringing them in off the vine. It was like, oh, here, try some of these. And it's a very low-key atmosphere, very friendly atmosphere. It's a great place to learn more about wines. And really organic in the sense of, like, it happens naturally, like that thing that happened with the grapes. Or just running into people. We went to the meadery, which you'll we'll have that interview coming up after this. But, you know, running into the owner who owns three wineries was basically raised in one of the wine royalty families in uh, in Sonoma. And it's just a, it's just a really nice laid-back area. But one of the fun things we did the last time we came here is there's several different ways you can get to those wineries and what we're doing this time. Yeah, and if you check out our companion episode about recreation in the greater Grand Valley and uh, all the things to do here, one way you can get around to these wineries is to bike. That's right. We're going to be renting bikes Sunday morning. We'll have more about that in that episode. But you can basically rent bikes, either electric, regular bikes, and just walk, you know, bike around to the wineries. They put a big basket on it so you can put your wine purchases there. So that's really fun. We also will see horse and carriages going around. Those are set tours where you go to particular wineries. Or what we did the other time we were here is that there was a limo service and you basically sit with them and uh, plan out your day and go to different wineries and just hop in the limo. It's just great, great fun. That's one of the great things about it. It's uh, There are many different ways to do it. You can do it at your own pace, can do it in your own way. And like I said, it's just a very open and friendly environment. Now, one thing that's really fun, again, there's the education aspect of kind of learning more about wine and you don't have to be a wine expert. You can be a wine, you know, anything from a connoisseur all the way down to a beginner to learn a lot about wine here and just um, talk to the winemakers. It's really fun. But one thing we wanted to share with you that we were lucky enough to run into, go into the meadery of the Rockies. Yeah, yesterday we stopped by there and we ran into Glenn Foster, who's one of the owners of the Meadery of the Rockies. Coming up, we've got an interview where he explains to us about mead. It's kind of an unusual, how many times do you run into a place that makes mead? So you're going to hear more about that. And then we've got an interview with Grand River Vineyards. We've got Lynn Wilson there. Yep, that and a lot more coming up on today's show. Again, we'll have information on the hot sheet for today's show about the wine fest, about the wineries. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. Make sure that you tweet us as well, at TravelBrigade. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. And, of course, we are here in the Wine Valley right outside of Grand Junction in Palisade. This is where all the grapes are made. And not only grapes, but we ran into this winery that's actually called a meadery. And we're going to learn a little bit about mead. So some of you are kind of going, I've heard about mead. I'm not sure what it is. We're going to tell you. We are here at the Meadery of the Rockies. We're with Glenn Foster. And, Glenn, tell us. First of all, a lot of people might be wondering exactly what is mead. When I hear the term mead, I think of a 16th century novel and people drinking it in in medieval Europe. What is mead? Since that's kind of where Jeff's mindset is, (laughs) it's really not a problem. Yeah, you bet. Um, mead is fermented honey, essentially, and it comes in all different forms. It's a it's a, a very diverse 
um, alcoholic beverage. You can put fruit with it. That's called a melomel. You can put spices with it. That's a methaglin. There's all kinds of uh, different different formulations. But at its core, mead is fermented honey. Here we are in Colorado. It's a huge wine area out here. Where did you come up with the idea to start a meadery? You know, I actually didn't come up with the idea myself. Um, I was raised in traditional wine country in um, in Sonoma, and um, I, I just knew grape wines. And uh, we we uh, founded Talon Winery in uh, 2005, and then I don't know how much you know how much in detail, but we purchased the Meadery of the Rockies and St. Catherine Cellars. So um, it was a gentleman by the name of Fred Strothman that founded it in um, 1995, the same year that uh, Natalie and I moved here to town. And um, and he ran it for about 12 years before he and his wife um, got into you know, some health issues. So uh, so we took it over. Now tell us a little bit about the process with meat. I mean, it obviously is going to be different than wine. What's unique about it when you're getting that ready? Yeah. So um, honey is uh, is very thick. It's about 85 percent sugar. Tried to ferment that. First of all, it wouldn't work. Uh, but the potential alcohol in 85% sugar is, is way too high and the yeast wouldn't handle it. So we dilute it with water. And so we add water to the honey, get the sugar um, down to about 22 bricks, uh, which is sort of standard. If you ferment that dry, it'll make about a 12% uh, wine. And so that's what we do. We just add water and yeast and then we ferment. Are there any particular uh, foods or anything that you pair with meat, or what is it a dessert wine, or what, anything you would pair it with? Well, you know, it used to be the rule that, that you would put uh, white wine with white meat and, and red wine with red meat and, and rosés, who knows, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so, so it's kind of all over the board. I, I like to think of meat as, as a beverage for before, you know, and after and during. Uh, it's, it's really up to the consumer, I think, to, uh, to, to play with it. I like it with pasta. I like it with chicken. I like something a little bit drier, so our lightly sweet um, honey wine uh, would be really good with chicken and pasta dishes. But, you know, you can you can always, if you have something that's fairly sweet, which most of ours are, you know, but we blend them with, with fruits and, and great flavors here. We've got 14 different flavors that we make. But you can always pair something sweet with something quite salty like cheese or a charcuterie. So I was going to say, too, that that was kind of my question, is do you think about meat and, I mean, are, are there variations of it in the sense of dry to sweet, or how does that work, or is, are they all a little bit more similar? We have uh, we have lightly sweet, medium sweet, and then sweet for our sort of our traditional mead. Uh, and then we have, I think it's five or six melomels, which are just honey and a different type of fruit, whether it's apricot, peach, strawberry, cherry, um, blackberry, raspberry. Uh, things like that. So those are all of our mellow mills. Um, and then we have our, our dessert meads, which include the chocolate cherry, chocolate raspberry, and then we have our honey cherie, which is like a, like it's a, a honey um, liqueur. Well, we just saw the sneak peek of the VIP tent, and I think we're going to get some mead yeah. tomorrow. I believe a couple of different kinds of mead tomorrow. Definitely. The meadery is just one part of the Talon wine brands. Tell us about uh, the other wineries here. So we also have uh, St. Catherine's Cellars and Talon Winery, and these are three different wineries that make three completely different wines, but we're all one company. So we call ourselves Talon Wine Brands, and uh, Talon Winery was the was the original one for, for my wife and I, uh, Natalie. And um, so Talon Winery is all about traditional grape wines. St. Catherine's Cellars is fruit and botanical wines. 
And we say botanical because we make a rhubarb wine, a strawberry rhubarb wine, actually, and it's so it's not a fruit, it's a vegetable, essentially. Uh, we also make a lavender wine, and that is also a botanical. It's, you know, we're not fermenting lavender, but we're, we put lavender flowers into the lavender wine, and it, it, it creates a, a lavender aroma. One of our favorites there is a cherry wine, I think, because one thing we kind of found out the last time we came here a few years ago was that this is a very, uh, there's a lot of fruit that are here, a lot of tree pit fruit that's here. That's kind of shown in that winery there, and we had a cherry wine that was amazing. Mm, yeah, the cherry wine's fantastic. It's local cherries. Uh, they're actually pie cherries. And how do you have that? I mean, there's a particular way that I've never had wine before that you have with the cherry wine. Oh, sometimes we uh, we rim the, the glass with chocolate. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun and very unique. Tell us a little bit where people can find out information about the Talon brands. Oh, so um, go to talonwinebrands.com. It's, um, it, it covers all three of our brands. You can uh, zoom in. You can buy wine online. Uh, we ship direct to four states. We ship indirectly through Vino Shipper to another, I think it's 30 states or something like that. Perfect. We will do that, and we will also put that on the hot sheet for today's show. You can find that at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at TravelBrigade. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in wine country in Colorado here in Palisade. We're going to different wineries. Of course, it's huge wine fest weekend here, and we are yet at another winery. Yeah, this time we're at Grand River Vineyards, and we've got Lynn Wilson with us. And Lynn, tell us a little bit about Grand River Vineyards, how long it's been here, and any particular types of wines it's known for. Now, I, I just had a little small conversation with Lynn first, though, that if this interview doesn't go well, we can just blame it all on the wine. Yeah, here we go. It's a little early to start drinking, but uh, as they say in wine country, I guess it's never really that early. But anyways, Grand River Vineyards is the fourth oldest licensed winery in the state of Colorado. Started planting grapes in the mid to late uh, 1980s and started uh, harvesting and bottling our first wine in the early 1990s. So it's been a, a real collaborative effort with the different wineries in the state of Colorado, but our uh, particular owners kind of helped pioneer the whole wine making and grape growing industry here in Colorado. And at Grand River, we uh, plant and grow and are probably most well known for the French Bordeaux uh, varietals, your Cabernet Franc, your Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, Malbec, Merlot, and, and so on. So we specialize here at Grand River Vineyards mostly in the in the dry red wines, some white wines, and then some uh, sweeter and dessert wines. we got a fabulous ruby port, too. Oh, I love port. We might not leave. There's a problem when you go to a winery, and then you have really good wines, and then you just don't want to go to the next one, and then you go, oh, look, there's something else. So, of course, it's Wine Fest weekend. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and the winery here. Well, it is uh, by far our busiest weekend of the year. Uh, wine Fest, as you guys probably know, uh, there's 50 wineries that will be in downtown Palisade, all from the state of Colorado, and uh, 5,000 guests from across the country, and we even get some international visitors from across the world that come into WineFest. So it's by far our busiest weekend of the year, and it's not just a Saturday event. I mean, WineFest technically really started yesterday, Thursday, with some uh, different events, uh, chocolate and wine tasting, which who doesn't love that, painting and wine, and just all kinds of different seminars, uh, winemaker dinners, uh, wine, food and wine pairing. So it's not just the, the big festival in the park. It's a lot of wine-related uh, events around that festival. Now, 
know, I know a lot of people are going to try and come out for Winefest or are coming out for Winefest, but I, I know the last time we came here about, what, four years ago, we were not here during Winefest weekend, but there was all these other things that are going on during the year, the winemaker dinners, different things like that. Tell us if someone happens to not make it here to Palisade or Grand Junction area during the big Winefest weekend, what how wine is still very encompassing of this area and what other activities they can do. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes people will say that it's better to come to the wineries when it's not Winefest because you get to spend more time with the tasting room staff learning about how the wines are made and spend a little bit more time with you tasting the wine, do some tours of our vineyards and the winemaking process. So any time to come uh, to wine country throughout the year is a great time. But during the winter, uh, when it's a little bit slower tourist season, we do several events. Uh, There's an event called Wine into Winter. That's a uh, food and wine pairing that's done with, I think now it's about seven wineries just here in the Palisade area. Then we also do in the spring, a a huge event uh, for this area is the barrel tasting event, where again, it's uh, seven wineries that make up the Grand Valley Winery Association that host that event, and um, people will come out to each individual winery. There's wonderful food and wine pairings, and the fun thing about that event is that people will get to taste wine while it's still in the barrel, so it hasn't been bottled or released, so they can kind of taste the wine throughout its various stages of uh, fermentation and production and bottling. So that's a, a really fun event, too. Uh, then here specifically at Grand River uh, Vineyards throughout the summertime, we do uh, summertime concerts. We have a great great lawn area out there and almost every Saturday night throughout the summer we do different concerts and they all are for the benefit of our uh, many of our local nonprofit agencies here in the Grand Valley area. Interesting. So there's a lot to do. And of course, tell us a little bit where people can find out information about the winery here. Well, of course, our website's a good place to start, www.grandrivervineyards, grand with an E on the end, uh, so they can check that out. Uh, there's also different uh, websites and information available at the, the CAVE website, and they can uh, visit our Facebook page as well. Excellent. We, of course, will have that information on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at travelbrigade.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Again, we haven't quite hit 49 out of the 50 wineries yet. We're making our way through. We're still coherent, so we're going to keep recording as we go through. But having a great time here at the Wine Festival. Yeah, the Colorado Mountain Wine Fest, this happens to be the 25th anniversary. We have had a great time here, and we've come to the time in the show where we tell you what our favorite parts of this destination were. It's he said, she said, and as always, she said goes first. Well, I think the one thing that I really like is Winefest isn't just today. A Winefest started on Thursday, today, Saturday. There's activities Thursday, Friday, Saturday, tomorrow. Whether you want to go on a wine tour, whether you want to go to a chocolate and wine pairing, whether you want to go to a VIP wine tasting, whether you want to go to a dinner event, there's really just tons of seminars, classes, anything you want while you're here that kind of evolves around the festival. So the festival isn't just this one day, even though this one day is really fun. So I think that's the one fun part. You can really kind of 
do it any way you want. My number three is I'm going to pick out a particular wine that I've just fallen in love with. It's a cherry wine from Carlson Vineyard. It's made with a sweet tart cherry, so it's kind of like the cherry from a cherry pie. You serve it with a chocolate-rimmed glass. I love it. Hello, dessert. Skip that, go straight to the wine. I was going to say, the one thing that I also kind of just falling on that is every time we've come out here, I've had, you know, we've been to Napa, we've been to Sonoma, we've had lots of really, really good wines. So there's no doubt that there's lots of really great wines around. But I think what's interesting about this wine is there is a small Colorado influence there that you really can't get anywhere else with some of the natural things that come into play, the pit fruits and the, and the peaches and whatever. And there's some really, really interesting things that come about because of that. And so I always feel like when I come here, I try something that I've never had before, whether it's a cider, they've got lots of cideries up here, whether that's, like Jeff said, a cherry wine, or we just had like kind of a Riesling-ish peach wine, really lots of different things, and that's my number two. My number two is it's just such an open and friendly environment here when you come to experience this as a wine community. Like we said, you, you'll run into the owners, you'll run into the winemakers, they're happy to tell you all about their wines, to explain it to you. It's not a snooty, snobby wine community. Oh no, it's, it's super fun, very, very casual in the sense of very friendly and open. I think we might both have the same number one. The number one for the list? So we do a count of three and see? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. One, two, two three. three. The, the great stop. stop. The stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was number one for both of us. Uh, it's just one of those things where, like, hey, I've always wanted to try that, and then the opportunity actually comes along. Yes, now my clothes will never be the same. However, I'm sucking the ends of them right now, getting the rest of the grape juice off. And, of course, just having a really I Love Lucy moment, having a lot of fun. And, of course, they donate... 1,200 pounds of grapes for this festival just for the stomping. You do have to sign up. It goes on for a couple of hours, but you want to get there and sign up early, right? Because, I mean, when we went and signed up, not too far into the festival, half of it was already taken out. Yeah, yeah you got to get there early and claim your spot in the tub. That's right. Well, unfortunately, time has come for us to leave this beautiful Grand Valley. Again, check out our companion episode if you're interested in more activities beyond the wine here in Grand Valley. In the meantime, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Travel Brigade. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.